Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, Friday. What's up? Welcome in. January 19th, 2024. We're Grant and Danny. This is the fan. It is a football Friday. I am Fired up for the NFL playoffs, the divisional round, four games, couple on Saturday, couple on Sunday. We'll be breaking them down all day long. We got a chance for you to win tickets to go see the Wizards and Joker on Sunday at Capital One Arena. We'll give those away at 4.30 when Ross Tucker joins us. He's going to break down all the NFL playoff games with us. Danny, it is good to see you dry and warm. Oh, buddy. This snow can pound sand. It stinks. This was the the worst time where the snow comes first thing in the morning, right when people are supposed to be going to work. And there's no stopping. Like if if it if it had abated at eight, nine, ten, whatever, you go, okay, this is there's a point to me shoveling, there's a point to me clearing everything out. There wasn't. It's still going right now. This stinks. Did you salt the driveway last night? No, there's too, it's too, too the, our driveway's too big. You, but you got to take some precautions. I would I would have loved to. We, the I, front many, steps at least. Did we, you salt the front steps? We got those. Okay. We did that. We did that. But it turned out to be pointless because there was too much snow. There was enough snow that it it overwhelmed my salting. But the salt is still going to help you. It would have been worse without the salt. And even though your totally driveway, you, you have a giant driveway. Yeah. I believe it's about a mile long to the gated mm-hmm. fence and That's right. the speaker that people have to address like they're at a drive through to get into your house. Uh, hello, Rio Security. <laughs> Exactly. You mean you got to check in, have an right. appointment to like, meet with his lordship? I got an appointment with Danny at uh, 2.45. Ooh, I don't have that on the calendar. Wait here. But I think what you could do with the salt, if you wanted to, it doesn't sound like you did, you could do a path. You could just make sure that there's a walkway yep. to the cars or something with some heavy salt. Right I there. thought about it. I mean, I thought about going as far as literally just trying to make tire tracks. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like in line with where the car would go to yeah. try to make that helpful. And it just... It's just, again, it's so it's such a it's it sounds like I'm, I'm lord of luxury over here. Just the way the house is laid out, the driveway is super long. It's it's too much space. It's just I, too much of a driveway. I hope nobody's listening who's like gotten into a little fender bender or something because of the ice today. Mm-hmm. Because what I'm about to say is going to be really annoying to you. I wanted to tip my cap to whoever was treating the streets and whatnot. I had a fairly seamless drive in. I left my house at about 10:45 earlier than normal just because I knew. I was going to do the, the 40 miles an hour so everybody sees me bit. You know, you're going to go a little slower. You're not going to be uh, trying to change lanes or anything. And yep. I would just kind of put into the station until eventually I'll get there kind of thing. It was just, you know, it felt like it had rained. There, it was wet on the roads. Yeah, it was slushy. Still snowing. But for the most part, it was pretty easy. And the junks had me worried because they were coming in during the madness this morning. Mm-hmm. And listening to them, I was like, 
oh, this is going to be terrible. But really, generally for me, when I get to the main roads in Virginia, Virginia's doing great. They do a fine job. It's just the side stuff that's brutal. Getting out of a neighborhood, Uh getting to the roads, that's what'll get you. Yeah, it's the, whatever you call them, like the neighborhood streets are a little circular road and little side roads. We're slush, we're bad. I mean, that, that was, I was doing a little fishtailing, a little wobbling, making sure no other cars were coming so that it would, you know, we, nobody slid in anybody else. Once it got to any kind of main street, it was smooth sailing, nothing happened. The only gripe I had today, I didn't see one person driving like a you-know-what. Everyone was pretty much respectful of their peers on the road, just going a reasonable speed. No one was flying through or flashing their lights at people trying to blow past them. The only thing that did annoy me today was several people were guilty of not cleaning off their car correctly. <laughs> and I'll just, I know it's like old man radio to complain about this. That will just never not infuriate me when that big sheet of ice falls off the car in front of you, sometimes hits your car, sometimes doesn't. But it's not that hard, man. If you have a really tall car, I'll, I'll allow for it. Like you have one of those SUVs where. If you own a monster truck. Yeah, fine. But when you have a car like mine, like a sedan, where you can reach as far as you can about halfway across the car, Mm -hmm. then you go to the other side and you can get the other half of the car, it's just laziness. Just help your boy out. I hate when people just, they get their windshield done. That's all for me. You've been great. (laughs) You guys enjoy this show. And then they just get on the road and they're like, whatever else happens is not my problem. So twofold for me. One, there was a Camaro that was on my uh, commute today. That's a choice. That. Nobody has ever been in more of a hurry, and nobody was going faster, and no one was more fed up with other people that were like being more reasonable about driving. See, that's my normal complaint: is you're the tough guy who's right. you know what they're thinking. Like, I'm from Massachusetts. You, you guys don't know what you're doing. You suck, and they're just like you're supposed to go fifty. You guys ruining everything, like whatever that guy's yeah. thinking. But a Camaro in this weather, yeah, he was doing ninety on like a regular road where speed limit's forty five. He was very comfortable and, wow. mad, and mad at everyone else that they weren't. So good for that guy. I didn't see one of those. I good luck lucky. to you. Well, the, the, so that guy stinks. The other end of the spectrum, the going 17 with the blinkers. Yeah, it's, that's bad. Just on. that. The, don't go outside. Which that, one's worse? That second one. No, the, no, 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 yes. no. I think guy going 80 is worse than guy going 8. Tough guy, horse's ass. He's out of my life in, in a microsecond. But until he he crashes into someone or he spins out and it's ruins fair. Your I mean, that's the, the, the that's, other person is almost certainly not going to crash into anyone. Yeah, that's the worst. The lower floor, the worst downside is eighty mile an hour Boston tough guy. But Mister Emergency Flashers going sixteen, he's just with you. You're 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 now part of the same day and the same experience. There's probably you got to stay inside, storm. dude. You, you don't get to go out. Outside's too much for you today. I, I think there are storms where you that's warranted. I don't know that I've ever driven in one of them. I've probably just decided I'm doing the show from home or whatever. But today was not that day. I know that. There might be a time where you've got to go 10 or 15. you got to put your flashers on. Mm-hmm. You're white-knuckling it with your nose on the windshield. Like, just praying you get there. There's, Defrost on maximum, still can't see. Yeah, there's been a time where that's warranted. Everybody. Today was not that time. No. Today was a good... At least coming in, you guys do what you got to do. Fill out your own situations as you're out there right now. But coming in on 95, 395, it was pretty reasonable, like 40, 45, 50 mile an hour. Most of the time, you felt fine. It wasn't really ice or slush. It had been cleared. They did a good job, I thought.
Agreed. When there's preparation, it, it can usually go fine. It's that ambush snowstorm. Yeah. That everyone gets caught with their pantaloons down and no one knows what to do. Those are those are disasters. Snow day at the house. Yeah. For the hoo-hays? I mean, every, you. I know you you join all the time that it's like we're all, we always have something. Everyone has something. I don't know if this is a new cold, well, if it's the same cold, if it's a different cold, it's renewed. Everybody feels like crud, so nobody's hanging. Everyone's just in their pajamas except for me. I don't think I get to make fun of you right now and maybe ever again because I have not been 100% healthy now since December 26th. I at least have a voice back, but it's still not 100%. Right. So maybe karma's caught up to me. But you guys are the sickest family in America. Seems like I mean, way. every sick, like I joked, but there was about six weeks straight where Danny would start the show with just an update on who was sick in his and house. So my youngest now has a whooping cough. My oldest is uh, sneezing. I don't know. It's dust mites, like whatever it is. Everybody's got, everyone feels like I was crud. surprised it didn't make the highlights in CK's 10 year anniversary email. It's part of it. You know, it's like Danny was on uh, TNT I- with the Barkley uh, impression. And yeah. he's getting over the cold from 2013. <laughs> It was a deleted uh, paragraph. It's in the, it's in the outtakes. Snow, though, are your kids like, m- mine go outside. They get super excited because I still don't really know how snow works. I kind of do a little bit, but not exactly. Everyone who pretends to do is wrong unless yeah, you're done. I think that's fair. Yeah. But they definitely don't. They think it's just sent from like Elsa or something. <laughs> they, they don't know how right. this got here. They think it's the most amazing thing in the world. I mean, remember when you're a kid and you see snow, it's. That's a mystery. That's a miracle. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So they're still there, and they love it, and they're at the window, and they're screaming like it's Christmas morning. Dad, come over here. It snowed. Look at this. As soon as they go outside, you could start a stopwatch and give them four minutes, and they will be in tears and want to go back in. It's cold. It's wet. It's too snowy. So that's kind of nice for me because I don't have to deal with it much. Uh-huh. But you go out, couple snow angels, couple of snowballs. We're back in the house. I'd imagine though your kids are actually like sledding and doing things. So not today, because again, everyone everyone's kind of under the weather. What what was the other snow day? Was it Tuesday or was it Monday? Uh, Monday, I guess. Whatever yes. it was this week, they were out and about. Okay, throwing snowballs, roughhousing, going down hills. I was I was thrilled because I I envision as soon as we go, it's going to snow. It's like oh my god, because I envision that right where it's like forty four seconds of outdoor time. My fingers are cold. Because well, you're putting your fingers in the snow. Dummy, you know, like now we're back in. Now we don't want this. Now we don't want that. You want to just sit down and the crying and the the taking off all the snow gear. Miserable, miserable, miserable. And that only covers about seven minutes of the you know six seven hours of being home with them. They were out and about. They loved it. Had a great old time. It was. It went way better than I thought. You probably never did this because you're a city slicker who went to high school in Washington D.C. But as a man from the country mm-hmm. in King George County, the most dangerous thing we ever did. As I'm thinking about it, I was thinking I was a kid, but is high school really a kid? When we were in high school, we got a good blizzard, like a foot of snow or whatever, mm-hmm. and we put the like the tire chains, I guess they're called, like the you know that help oh, you yeah. get grip or whatever, totally. on one of my buddy's trucks, and we would just go around the neighborhood, and he would pull us on. Wouldn't have been it was like um, one of the circular, not a sled, but like whatever, totally, yeah, like yeah. the thing you get at a hardware store is. But we would like almost like tubing. We probably did tubes too. Like behind a car being pulled in a neighborhood. Definitely did that. Looking back, like terrible idea. Where were my parents? Oh, dude. The, the but we st- had so much fun on actual good snow days. The stuff that we did, I can't believe we got away with it. Like I can't believe it. Going 50 miles an hour with ice and slush and snow on one of those, uh, with you know, a buddy with like a truck or an SUV or something, yeah. pulling us on Delacarlia Parkway. 
uh, on the border of D.C. and Maryland because we knew nobody, no cops ever came there because but if it was enough snow, you never had to right, worry about no a human being. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you had to worry about I don't know excessive speeds going down some of these hills, right. but it's right on the border of D.C. and Maryland, so it's like not like part of anybody's patrol. So like, yeah, it's fine. We just go up and down that. Went to Battery Kimball Park with like cases of beer in high school, going you know zipping down and and just open carry like it was no problem. Ridiculous. Just absurd, like the arrogance of us as teenagers doing all these things during snow days. It was amazing. Uh, one day we'll get a foot of snow again. But for now, for now, Danny will take the what? What'd you get today? A couple inches? No, more than that. We got we got a, a three, Is maybe it? four. Okay, it came down out there. Uh, a snow day in DC. Hopefully you're warm and you're ready for some football, which gets going tomorrow in the divisional round. We got four games. Here's where I wanted to start. Looking ahead to the two big matchups tomorrow, where we have the one seeds hosting fourth seeded Houston in the AFC divisional round matchup in Baltimore. And in San Francisco, the 49ers have the seven seed Packers who upset the Cowboys. Which of the two one seeds playing tomorrow is more on upset watch, in your opinion? And we can open up the phones if people want to chime in on this on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. The Ravens have been the best team in the AFC this year. They get the one seed. They get the bye. Maybe not definitively circuit to circuit, but it became really clear in December. They destroyed Miami in a mm-hmm. game for the one seed. You know, Some of the other competitors kind of fell by the wayside like Kansas City. Meanwhile, I think San Francisco decidedly, for the majority of this year, was pretty obviously the best team in the NFC. Uh, they played Dallas, blew them out. They played Philadelphia when people thought they might be best in the conference. Absolutely annihilated them. Detroit, not quite on that same level throughout the regular season. So San Francisco kind of unquestioned as a one seed. But both of them have the same edge, according to the sports books, going into the game this weekend. They are both nine-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Ravens in Baltimore, 49ers in San Fran. If I was to tell you right now that one of these two teams loses tomorrow, Ravens play at 430, Niners at 815, which one does? So I think they both win. But the, the team that's more likely on upset alert to me is San Francisco. And I think San Francisco is great. It's because Green Bay is so hot right now. They're 7-2 and two over the last nine games. Offensively, they can do a lot of things. They might be able to keep that San Fran defense off balance. You get in a shootout, potentially, with the way Jordan Love is slinging it. I think there's something to this Green Bay team. Again, San Francisco's better. They'd probably win 7-8, you know, nine times out of ten. But, you know, the old... Uh, uh, adage for miracle, one time, right? All it takes is that one time. To me, Green Bay is playing fast and loose. The kids got confidence talking about Jordan Love. They're as healthy as they've been, it seems like. That team is good, and I think they could give San Francisco a game. Completely disagree. I think if one of these two teams loses, it's the Baltimore Ravens, who we have seen struggle in the playoffs. We found out today Mark Andrews isn't going to play, and this is less an indictment on Baltimore for me as it is an endorsement of the 49ers who you just referenced. I do think Green Bay is frisky right now. They're playing really well. Jordan Love is confident. He's been awesome. But so is C.J. Stroud. Houston's got to be feeling themselves. They are playing with house money, which I think can be dangerous. Very much so. And I just think the Niners are great. Like, this is an exceptional team. Don't you – maybe you don't agree with what you just said, but I think people are sleeping on how good San Francisco has been in the regular season. Like, there is some historical context – conversations we could have. They're the 21st team since 1980 to be favored in every regular season game. And in two-thirds of those games, by the way, uh, this season, they were massive favorites. Um, 
if you look at the 21 teams since 1980, so that's a 40-plus year trend, mm-hmm. who were favored in every single game, almost 70% of those teams got to the conference title game. San Francisco, seventh team in the Super Bowl era to win at least nine games by 16 points or more. Only two of the teams who have done that previously have failed to win a game in the playoffs. The 49ers had a league-high 11 wins of 10 or more points this season. They became the 13th team in NFL history to accomplish that feat. Eight of those 10 games, by the way, uh, eight of those 10 teams, I should say, that did that in the past, won at least a playoff game. And then I, I just looked at their health. There's two versions of the Niners over the last several years. Yep. There's healthy San Francisco, and then there's the Niners without Trent or Debo or McCaffrey. But when they've had Debo Samuel at receiver and McCaffrey at running back, they've been unbeatable. They are 20-3 and three straight up when those two guys play, and they're 16-7 and seven against the spread when those guys play. So not only do they win, but they handle teams generally when those guys play. So I just think this offense, which is excellent, you're talking about the first team in history, Danny, with a running back, two receivers, and a tight end all have 1,000 or more total yards in a season. This is a historically excellent team. Uh, I think they are more likely to win tomorrow. It's a good case. I mean, to me, there's a reason they're both pretty much double-digit favorites with a chance to go to a conference title game. I I can't remember that. Now, I I don't track spreads year over year, but this feels unusual that in a divisional round, you would have two teams that are that much more dominant than their peers. Right? I I agree with you, but Houston was not even supposed to make the playoffs this year. Totally. It just kind of feels like a whoopsie-daisy, how are we here? Mm -hmm. And then Green Bay has emerged from two weeks before the end of the season being outside and just kind of got on a heater. So you can understand why it would look like oh, that. Oh, totally. No, I mean, I, I get how we got rare. here. It just seems unusual. Um, I also don't think Green Bay's defense is good enough. I just mentioned, you know, with McCaffrey, Samuel, and Ayuk, and Kittle, first team ever, running back, two receivers, tight end, all to go for 1,000 or more. But if you look at the defensive season Green Bay's had, and they were very good against Dallas, I will give them credit for that. Joe Barry was supposed to be fired about a month ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll keep his job or not, depending on what happens this weekend. But they ranked 27th this year in DVOA, 27th against the pass, and 21st against the run. I think the 49ers, maybe not right away, but by the end of the game, will be able to do whatever they want on the ground. I think it'll open up everything that they need with some space in the middle of the field for Shanahan to dial up some of his plays to Kittle and to Ayuk on those deep ends and those crossers and those digs. They'll get Samuel going on some drag routes and stuff in the middle of the field where he gets plays after, you know, yards after the catch and makes big plays. I just, I I don't like the matchup for Green Bay. On paper, I'm with you. I mean, I would have said the same last week on paper against Dallas, a team that turns you over, that, you know, sacks the quarterback, gets after you, and then those weapons they have on offense. And here we are, right? I mean, Green Bay right now is punching above their weight class. Again, I'm picking both of the favorites to win. Oh, look, what a, what a, what a powerful insight I'm about to drop. Both the nine and a half point favorites, I think, are going to end up doing it. What color chalk are you using on the chalkboard? Yeah, just a very comfortable pick right here. I am but, as well. But to me, looking at looking at this, uh, it's I mean everything again. I co-sign everything you said about the 49ers because it's true. I mean they are that good. I don't think all season long we've paid enough attention how dominant the Ravens have been too. Like these are historically great DVOA teams. Uh, that we're very rarely doing at the same time. Usually it's you get one every five, six, seven, eight, nine years and the perfect storm happens, et cetera. They're both in that compartment right there. Yeah. I want to get into the, the Ravens game a little more. We could do that next. Also a mock from Dane Brugler, one of the top draft analysts. He's with the athletic came out. What did he have? The commanders doing at Number two. We'll tell you next on Grant and Danny here on the fan. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's a football Friday on Grant and Danny. Different than that time in the studio when Ryan was just yelling, it's a football. That's There's a dichotomy there. Yeah, there's some difference. That's a deep cut mm-hmm. for the uh, P1s out there. Thank you for listening to this here radio program. Two hours from now, Ross Tucker will be on the show at 4.30. Which of the two one seeds is in more trouble? If one of them loses, who would it be? Ravens at home tomorrow afternoon in Baltimore or the 49ers tomorrow night in San Francisco. Ravens, nine and a half point favorites, just like the 49ers are. Lamar Jackson, MVP of the league, unbelievable season. Very favorable matchup as well against Houston. Susceptible to some big plays in the passing game. But the Ravens are 1-3 in in four playoff games with Lamar Jackson now. And 1-3 in against the spread as well, if you're into that kind of thing. But four games that have gone under the total, Danny, meaning that they've been somewhat lower scoring, kind of defensive-type struggles. I don't do the quarterback win-loss record thing, but I think it is a reality to suggest that Lamar Jackson has not played as well in the playoffs as he has in the regular season. And the last time they were a one seed, they lost immediately in the first round of the playoffs. To the Titans, yeah, who were on that run of the AFC title game. Um, there's a, you know, we, we do this all the time. I, I don't say, I don't mean you and I, but in this industry where a result has happened to this point and we declare definitively, Lamar Jackson can't do fill in the blank. I just think Lamar hasn't done it yet. I think the Ravens haven't won a Super Bowl with him yet. I don't think it's an impossibility. I think this is as good a chance as they've had. I think they're the best team in the NFL, and they're going to plow the road and march right to the AFC title game if I had to bet on it. But if they lose this year, then, you know, the folks come out of the woodwork and say, see, and then, you know, whatever referendum they want, they'll point to his record or or the team's record with him in the the postseason. But to me, this is a a different animal. Once they kind of got to that Detroit game, uh, week number seven, maybe it was, maybe eight, I can't remember which, where they destroyed the Detroit Lions. 
Since then, they've been utterly dominant. Absolutely incredible. Offensively, they've been as good as anybody, and that defense has continued to hold up with a couple weird aberration games. I think the Browns game, they gave up north of 30 points. But for the most part, they turn you over, they sack the quarterback, and uh, they have the lowest yards per play allowed in the NFL. Nobody's really done that. They are outstanding. So at the risk of Danny getting salty at me, because I'm going to use against the spread as a phrase a couple times here, <laughs> but but I, this is instructive, I think. I'm, I'm not talking about sports betting right now, okay? I am bringing up these trends to suggest, like, did they do what was expected mm-hmm. going into the game, right? So I hope it's not – I know not everyone is into betting on football or whatever, and we as a show try not to delve too deep into that all that frequently. But it's instructive as a data point exactly. for expected versus reality. But sure. I, I'm going to offer you this morsel, and then I want to know if you care about this at all. So I saw this from the Action Network. It has not just been about the playoffs when Jackson has struggled against as a home favorite. So in the last 38 games where Baltimore's been favored at home, they're 28-10. and 10. Okay? Good okay. number. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty good. But still, you're a favorite. You're supposed to win all 38. You, you go 28-10. and 10. Against the spread, so like you, you're supposed to win by 5, 7, whatever it is, they've only met the expectation 15 out of 38 games. They are 15-23 and 23 in those games. Hmm. Over this period of time now, the last 20 years, 220 quarterbacks qualify for like this many games as a home favorite. Lamar's starts ranks 213th in terms of meeting the expectation in those games. Now, that's not a whole lot different than quarterback win-loss, so I'm not suggesting it's all his fault. But I guess my point is, during it's, no, this, it's this Jackson era, mm-hmm. this run-first kind of Ravens team, and it's a little different now, they have had a hard time kind of meeting the expectation against good teams at home. I would add that they have been off for 20 days. Does that hurt the Ravens some? They have not played a game as of tomorrow when they play. In three weeks. Since really December 31st, when so, they when they put their last meaningful game against Miami. Look at that. When Lamar Jackson has had 12 days of rest or more, it's happened seven times, the Ravens have met expectation one out of seven games. They're hmm. one in six against the spread. So there's just some trends here that I don't necessarily love. Over the past three seasons, when the team's favored by seven and a half or more points, to cover that number, you need explosives, you need offense. Yep. They're one in eight. In those games, it's just a big number for me for a team that I think while they're going to win, I don't think they're going to blow the Texans out. So I think it'll be tighter, and I would say they're more susceptible to being had. That's my argument against Baltimore and my defense, so to speak, of San Francisco. No, it's a good case. I mean, again, we're talking about huge favorites in, in either way. So we're, you're, you're looking for jinx in the armor, you know, little nits to pick, uh, et cetera. So for me, the historical data on the Ravens is is relevant. It's a data point that I care about, certainly. But I also feel like this group is different, right? This is less, you know, triple option lineup with uh, Patrick Richard in the backfield, uh, slam it down your throat with, you know, nine different running backs. This is a multi-versatile offensive attack that I think we haven't really seen from. That's why he's going to win the MVP. Let's go to Rockville. That's where we find Quinn hopped in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. How's the weather out there, Quinn? Is it still snowing? Hi, Dave and Granny. Well, I, we're still under six feet of snow. Six feet. Dang. But, wow, that's difficult. Six feet, yeah. But you know what it is? Well, it's like talking about what you're talking about. The thing is, um, Lamar Jackson is, is the MVP of the season. He is. And they're going to win that game. I'm more concerned about the Packers. Really, truly. Um, they're going to win that game. I think uh, 
you, you have to know. I'm going to let you go, Quinn. I do appreciate the phone call. It's a valiant effort on a snow day. Yeah. We really are glad that you chimed in. Whatever you're drinking, you keep drinking it and don't drive. I'm going to let you go you about stay your stay right there at home. For the rest of this day. But that's he's on your side, Danny. That's your guy. I think he was. No, I'm quite sure he was. He he says the 49ers are more at risk than the Ravens. So you guys are in lockstep there. That, that made me feel validated. Thank you, Quinn. We're just we're we're just funning. But listen, I, this again, I I can't get over the idea that we're hearing this basically with the chance to go to the conference title game, and the spreads, even like the you know Tampa Detroit, that that would be your biggest spread of the weekend. Most typically, I feel like in. You know, most times in, in the divisional round. And that's sort of like an afterthought when it, when it comes to it, as well as Detroit has played and, and you know, that home environment and how electric it was. One of the loudest stadiums in history, by the way. I saw that data point the other day. I just think we're on a collision course for San Francisco and Baltimore again. And, you know, upsets happen at sports. That's why we're going to tune in. But it just feels like those are the two best teams. And San Francisco's got a little chip on their shoulder because that matchup at Baltimore, they didn't play very well. And they know that. It was still closer than people remember, even though Baltimore won handling were the better team. But it just it feels like that to me. Both of those games again on Saturday. Texans, Ravens early. Packers, 49ers tomorrow night. And then the doubleheader on Sunday we'll get more into later. Bucks, lions in Detroit. Which, by the way, the last game that was played in Detroit this past weekend they said was the fourth loudest game now mm-hmm. that they've been able to measure in NFL history. Uh, that is just such a raucous building and atmosphere with Lions fans. 30 years in the making, all the motivation in the world to just lose their voices as they scream. Chiefs at the Bills are expecting another snowstorm uh, leading up to the game at Orchard Park where they're already asking for fans to come out and make $20 an hour to shovel. I don't think they'll have any problem finding Bills fans and Bills Mafia we want to help them do that. Uh, more on this Football Friday on those games in just a bit. I did tease, though, that there was a new mock draft that dropped in The Athletic. Uh, there's a billion people now that talk about the draft and cover it. It's a massive industry. But on a very, very short list of people that do it at an extremely high level, Dane Brugler of The Athletics, one of my favorite guys to read, uh, he came out with his new mock with the draft position now kind of officially set up and through the teams that are still alive. At number two overall, not surprisingly, he has the Commanders taking Drake May, quarterback, University of North Carolina. He's got the Bears at number one, staying put and taking Caleb Williams, which I think is what's going to happen. And then the Commanders at number two taking Drake May. I'll tell you what he wrote about the pick in a second. But, Danny, you know how I feel? Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be hours and hours, probably days and days when you add up the hours of discussion about who's going to trade up to one, whether the Bears move off that pick. Could Washington go tackle a receiver? Could they trade back? And then I think what's going to happen on draft night, inevitably, is the Bears go Williams. It's going to go chalk. Washington goes May. The Patriots sit at three and take the best available quarterback, even though stunningly, for what it's worth, Brugler has them going Marvin Harrison Jr. third. And he actually has... Quarterback three, Jaden Daniels coming off the board way down at eight to Atlanta. But I would bet that Jaden Daniels goes third to New England. And Michael Penix might even go in the top seven or so with someone coming up to get him. So the the prototypical central casting, to use the line that you like to use, uh, quarterback is Drake May. Someone that's 6'4", 6'5", chiseled 220-some-odd pounds, big, physical, athletic, can move around, cannon for an arm. A similar profile 
in terms of stats to what Sam Howell went through at North Carolina. And his sophomore year, or really his redshirt freshman year, a prolific passer. Unbelievable numbers. 38 touchdowns, I think seven picks. Ran for 600-some-odd yards. Um, just hyper-efficient, really, really good. This year, not as good a team. Similar drop-off, in a way, to uh, to, to how right, where he's moving around a little bit. I think he ran for nine touchdowns to supplement uh, you know, some less prolific totals. But this is more about projectability than it is like a Jaden Daniels who put up such staggering video game numbers with a difficulty turned down. You're looking to prognosticate a little bit more with upside there than you would necessarily a guy that he produced at one level. Let's see if he can produce at the next. I'll tell you what Brugler said about Washington's pick of Drake May and what else he suggested they could do at number two. We'll do that next. Top of the hour at 3 o'clock, Ben Johnson interviewing for the commander's job today. Want to look into why that could be a home run and why it could flop as well. And we'll do that as we continue on GND here on The Fan. Ben Johnson alert. Ben Johnson alert. Ben Johnson alert. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Drake May, and that time they caught the defense off guard. May floating. He's going to heave one for the front right. Pylon drops it in. J.J. Jones. That's a little Drake May at North Carolina performance from this season. Uh, so he was mocked to Washington number two in the athletic and Dane Brugler's latest offering. He wrote, recently hired Adam Peters has taken over all football decisions for Washington and has a chance to flip things quickly with three picks in the top 40. Obviously, this selection will depend on what the Bears do. Will it be as simple as drafting whoever doesn't go one between Williams and May? Very possible. May is a fantastic consolation prize and has the talent to develop into a top 10 NFL quarterback. 
as you said, he's kind of the prototype of what you're looking for from a size and physical tools standpoint. The one thing I'd be curious in, though, if somehow, some way throughout this process, Drake May ends up being the favorable option at number one, right? And I don't know how we would get there. Maybe he has a great pre-draft process or maybe something emerges where Caleb Williams red flags or, you know, all these demands and things that have been rumored. Like, there, more of that crap keeps coming out. Who knows? But let's say a team just loves him. Mm-hmm. Trades up to one or the Bears fall in love with Drake May and they take him. Would Washington be in a mode where they go, well, we're taking a quarterback, so it's Caleb Williams, even if they have some of the same concerns. Like, if, if a team passes on him at one, mm-hmm. it is possible that the next team could have some of the similar concerns, I guess. Would they still feel like they got to go QB, and then is it possible they would go Jaden Daniels? Or, like, are you taking Drake May there if you're Washington because you love Drake May? Or is it because you want a quarterback? And so it doesn't matter. Whoever the Bears don't take, you're going to take. Right. Is it, is it a Houston Texans situation? Where had, I really believe this, had Carolina taken C.J. Stroud, they'd have taken Bryce Young. You think? Yeah, I really do. How lucky are they? Very is the answer. And I don't know that Bryce Young's going to be bad forever, but. Certainly bad now. It looks like C.J. Stroud's a dude. Yeah, I, I'd have made the same mistake. I, I thought Bryce Young was going to be a star. It, it looks like he does not belong in the league right now. That's not, <laughs> The book isn't written. Just saying that's what it looks like right now. But, again, it all, it, it all, it all depends on the feel. So, if let's say for the sake of argument that they go, you know, we actually we prefer this and this whole thing. We like May a lot better for whatever reason. Let's say if, uh, again, we, I keep doing these hypotheticals, but if Ben Johnson's the head coach, he's like, you know what? I want my quarterback to be tall. Jared Goff's tall. Even though he's a praying mantis on the field, moves around like a, an elephant on ice, he's still really good because he sees over in my play-action game and this and that. I want a taller quarterback. Caleb Williams, 6'1", hyper-athlete, incredible, making those you know off-schedule off plays. I care less about that than I do you know uh, a guy that can see over things. Again, I'm making all this up. We want May. May goes one. All right, well, now maybe we move out of that spot. Maybe we move down a couple of spots to, to you know, four, five, something like that, to grab Jaden Daniels. Or we go even further back and because we like Penix. Whatever, there's a sort of degree of dependability there. And it also depends, of course, on their evals. If it's like, dude, flip a coin between these two guys. They're different, but they're both excellent. We'll, we'll cater to whatever they do well. That's Therein lies the mystery. My guess is that it's it's chalk. And we're going to fill the space of the next several months, not in any nefarious way. I don't think anybody's going to be, like, speculating just to create conversation. But there are – nobody knows. I mean, no team's going to say what they're going to do. There are other possibilities. But I think in the end, the Bears go Williams, Washington goes May, and the draft kind of starts at three. I don't see how the Patriots would pass up on a quarterback in that spot, same as kind of Washington at two. And for what it's worth, their new head coach – Gerard Mayo, who they just promoted, was interviewed by a local TV station, and he said, "We'll take the best position at a re- uh, he'll, he'll take we'll take the best player at a um, a position of need that's super important. I'll I'll let you guys fill in the rest." It was kind of to me an admittance that he thought they might want to go quarterback. Let's go to Ralph, who's in the district on GND. What's up, Ralph? Hey, how y'all doing, man? Good, buddy. Look, I'm I'm I, I agree, you know, what you said, but I'm like. I forgot who said it, but they said 6'4", we need a tall quarterback. We really need a tall quarterback. And if they, if the if the Bears would take May, I'm trading the pick because I don't like the boy from uh, – I don't like Caleb Williams. I really don't. I'll just trade the pick. If we can't hit on May, I'm trading the pick. 
Well, the, the physical tools of Caleb Williams. Appreciate you, Ralph. Thank you, buddy. The, the physical traits and tools of Caleb Williams are just off the charts. It's a really special, rare collection of attributes that you don't get. And it's why whenever you talk to, you know, I use the word evaluators, but it's not like I'm talking to GMs around the league about him at this point. But when you talk to people who have been in the league and coached, been in the league and been in front offices, who have been in scouting departments, what they all say is it's really hard not to fall in love with the prospect, which is what he is. But the prospect of him in the future, the stuff he can do off platform and the, the angles he can throw from and you know the plays he can make kind of off schedule, it's all stuff you salivate about. It's intoxicating. About. My questions about him are more, when you're not off schedule, how's it look? Mm-hmm. Like on schedule, in rhythm, and my perception, just because I see it with Jared Goff, doesn't mean Ben Johnson can't be multiple and do other things. But if Ben Johnson's your head coach, as you said, Jared Goff's not a guy that's creating very often. He's not off schedule. He's not. He's kind of cousins in that he's smart pre-snap. He's programmed. He's delivering the football with some anticipatory skills. Like, I think Drake May is a, a better fit for what like the Lions run now. I don't know if that's exactly what Ben Johnson wants to be forever. Mm-hmm. But 6'4 and 230 is a good starting place with all of the skills that come with him. For sure. The the, the challenge then, to, to your point, is if, if Williams is passable or is good enough on your you know three-step three, three step drop, top of your read, uh, pat the football once and deliver it, if he's passable there, then he should be the number one pick. In other words, if he can do the, the basic stuff, his advanced off-schedule, throw it from you know underhand 70 yards to a, a guy on the opposite side of the field, is as good as anybody's. We've got a game on all four networks that do NFL games this weekend. Which one will do the best broadcast? We'll talk about that. Plus, Ben Johnson interviewing in D.C. today. You're listening to The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.